Welcome back. Crush a lot podcast. I'm your boy Cheese. I'm excited because when you get to meet some of your favorite musicians, artists in real life, and you just connect with them and you're eager to get them on the show for you can continue talking where we left off, man, it's going to be one of those episodes. I had the chance about a month, month and a half, maybe two months ago to check out Jay Cyanide's release uh, listening party over at Beer Wax over in Brooklyn. I could I walked there because I live real real close by. So you know I needed to go support the the homie, pick up some vinyls, and check out the show. I was very very uh, entertained, happy, um, and got all the autographs I need to make me happy. But I'm more excited to have Jay Cyanide on the Crush a Lie Crush a Lie podcast. Jay Cyanide, you're here. Yo, peace. What's up, Cheese? Man, you, you know how it is trying to go to shows and not get shot up. How are you? Yo, it's crazy, man. Crazy. I, I, yeah, I got stories about shows like that. I'm pretty good, man. <laughs> We're surviving. I'm almost there with uh, getting your, you know, you got the beard award. I, I got a maybe. You got like a, maybe like three inches on me, but I'm getting there. Yo, it's yo, it's grown since the last time I saw you. That was like a month and a half ago. Yeah, I, I trimmed mine a little bit. Um, cause I, you know, I finally got in the, in the studio with Calzinga. So I figured, let me look a little on, you know, a little, a little groomed, um, yeah. you know, you know, that's the first time we met. So go check out that, our last episode with V Don and Cal, Calzingas, um, in the, over in Brooklyn podcast studio, man, it's been an interesting time in hip hop and in your, uh, catalog. And it's an interesting time for the underground scene, a, a real chance for people to kind of break through now that Griselda, Griselda's breaking through and Rock Marcy's breaking through. So yeah. it's a great time for hip hop, especially for your sound, your particular sound, which is definitely has boom bap. A lot of dust. In a it. lot of dusty yeah. to the yeah. core of what hip hop is. But you're still in that ca- category of rappers to making a lot of noise how does yeah. it feel to be making your music now and knowing that the the environment now is like ready for it yo man it feels it feels great like you know i f- it feel like i'm i'm with a i'm in a, i'm in a club you know what i'm saying of like a whole bunch of people and like you know they get me i get them and like we all out here winning we all getting this money we trying to do what we can do you know yeah, man. One of the things I, I like about your three projects, the actual heat, um, we have Popular Mechanics, we have, mm-hmm. man, I always get these letters mixed up, so correct me if I'm wrong, drum tape, drum machine tape cassette? Did I yeah, get drum in order? Machine tape, yeah, okay. drum machine tape cassette. Your catalog is a rich catalog, and is one of my favorite catalogs, so I have all three on vinyl. Because oh, shit. Thanks, man. yes, I, I do, that. I do. They're in the back. I was, I didn't have to take them. I didn't have time to take them out because I had to give my kids Benadryl and put them to sleep, um, for uh, they don't bother me during the show. But one of the common <laughs> threads in in your catalog is there is a pureness to the way you approach your music. You know the dusty type samplings. Yeah. You could tell you're really going through the digging in the crates and really having a sound that is really close to where the source of hip hop came from. There's no shiny. There's no glossy. There's there's, there's nothing precise. The the quantize is off folks. Quantize is off. 
it is what it is. Yo, it and, is what it and is. And that's your approach to it. Even in your lyricism, you're not gangbanging. You're not even in the in the sounds of trying to be hard. You're really high intellect, clever wordplay, high storytelling. Why that approach? Because that approach could be hard to market. Yo, that's just, that's, that's all I know, man. It's like I came from, I'm cut from that cloth. Of like true MCs, true beat makers, um, people who really didn't have shit and learn how to make something out of it, you know. So that's where I come from. So it kind of like comes out like in my like my lyrics. So like if I if I go hop on a beat and make something, it just comes out. So that's just the way. That's just the way I always been. I always been like that. I've been a little different than everybody else. I I find it to be one of the most. Uh strongest part about your catalog when you're listening to everything sometimes everything just blends into each other suddenly mm -hmm. no dr no drums is a cool thing suddenly yeah. having these slow tempo beats is now a cool thing and one of the things i said early on for 2020 was like i'm really gonna pay attention to those who are doing something different who dare to do something crazy break the norm break the break the structure of things and you and you really in your popular mechanics with Bozak Morris I felt really came from a one of the most creative projects of the year definitely one one of the more enjoyable ones as well because there were so many new sounds and things being thrown it was still a Jay Sinai yeah. record but it yes. was I felt like Bozak was really challenging you to really go after these things what Yo, was that process was, like that process was dope well shout out to bozak morris because like we used to be on the um same label together and like when we met each other like we just we met each other at a record show and we just clicked um we start as soon as we met each other we just basically <clears throat> basically just start working and just figuring everything out like that process was like I say that process, yo, you ever seen like you ever seen Rocky Four? Yeah. Remember um, when he went would he go fight the Russian? The whole to... that whole movie's a montage. There's no story. Yeah. It's just a montage. <clears throat> yeah, because like Bozak sent me beats. Like he sent me the beat for two seventeen and I was writing to everything, you know. And his beats just took me to a different place. Like, don't nobody do shit like Bozak. So um like, like a reason I say like Rocky Four is because like remember Rocky had to go to like Russia and he had a train and like he yeah. had he, like he had to go everything was like against in the, the rain and everything yeah in the snow it's like so I did the same thing I went to Canada I went to Toronto and I recorded pretty much everything like while I was there like we went to Bozak Studio and recorded if I wasn't at Bozak Studio I was at Future Wave Studio and so we just recorded everything while I was there. And like, I mean, like, like the minute I, my flight was there, I landed, we was in the studio. I was on the floor, like writing stuff, pinning stuff down, getting hooks right and everything. So we could just start it. I mean, we got, we was working from, from night, like from like the night to dawn. We got it all straight, man. That was a great experience. Rocky with the Sherlin coat, boxing yeah. in the air, chasing That's chicken's and shit. That, that's how, that's how if you go that's back, anyone who loves Rocky Four, we probably have fond memories. But if you see it now and you realize there's no script and everything's a music video, we got duped. We got duped. Yeah. It's a music. <laughs> it's an extended music 
video. It's like, a big mon- it's like a long montage. Everything, the exercises, the training, the fight, everything was a montage. Um, shout out to Future Wave. Um, it's it, it, yeah, Bozak two. I'm, it's interesting you said two seventeen because me and Sir Loveday, my partner in this with Calzingas, we were gonna review Popular Mechanics. Um, and we were listening to it, and then we we never had a chance to record it. So we might drop an episode of that, and the on the other podcast, the Ten Minute Review, sometime soon. Um, right, nice. But I told them offline, like, "Yo, how do you start this album with two seventeen? Like, how do you yeah. do that? Because that for me is that creativeness that I was seeking for, and it was like." It was like if the whole I stopped after that. I go if the whole album is like this, this is going to be quite a listening experience. What when you get a beat like two seventeen, you're in there. Is it how do you respond to something like that? Because it's not your typical hip hop beat. It's a rock and roll beat, if anything. Yeah, that and that's what I liked about it. It was it's not the typical beat. So. Like listening to two seventeen, like when I first got the um the beat, it kinda like pushed me like in a like a different like the pen just pushed the pen in a whole nother way. And so I just had to catch the beat and I had to figure out where I was, you know, like catch the beat, breath control, like you should see me performing live. I'm like, I can't Yo, you really got, Yeah, you gotta really catch that, catch that beat. And like when he sent it to me, like I already knew, like I already knew when I heard it, that was gonna be the first song on the album. I already knew it. It was like no, no if, ands, or buts. It was gonna be the first song on the album. We it both set, knew it. It set, it set the tone so well. Yeah, uh, man. And expectations so high, and it's such a great hook. And I think for anyone listening to this episode, that's so important. Like your first song should set the tempo for what you're gonna listen to. Because some people yeah. might do that track and not be sure <laughs> of it or not be confident in it and put it in the back. I mean, they like it, but not enough to be like, yo, but let's build around this track, right? But this one was like, whoa. And it came out, and I told her, I love that, yo, yo, 217. How do you even think of that? And then when you yo, go to man. the next track and the next track, it's all this Appreciate it. creative process of why do they have water dripping in a song and oh, and making that yeah. work and and it's just all these different sounds and organs and all these things that must have been an interesting time for you writing because yeah, all these new sign, sounds were there once again what's what's when you looking back the album's been out for a while you you know you're sitting on it you've been sitting there for a while like does that challenge you for the next project how do you even outdo that Yo, I'm like, it, it did challenge me for the next project because I felt like that like the album took me somewhere with my writing. And so it kind of challenged me. Like I didn't I didn't it, it kind of challenged me in a way because that album, I didn't have to do any production. I didn't have to do anything. I let I just wrote and let Bozak take care of like the like the mixing and like I guess like the beats. He's taking it's like it just it it kind of challenged me. Like when I went into like drum machine, I was like when I went into drum machine, I was a I was on cruise control. I when I when I was doing that, I was kind of like recording both albums at the same time with Kev. So when I went in, when I went into drum machine, I was like I wasn't I was in a zone, and like it kind of just elevated with the writing with the rhyme style or whatever. So 
Yo, that album, that album took me, that album took me somewhere like writing, writing wise. The um, um, popular mechanics, dude. Yeah, you yo, you don't know, man. Like just sitting in the crib at night, I'll be in the crib about all night just writing, writing to that album, writing to those beats and stuff, man. Drum drum machine with uh, Kev Brown. Shout out to Kev, who also had a chance to meet over at. Beer wax, an under yeah, bro, bro, an bro. underrated producer Yo. who's been around for a while, has his own vinyls out as well. So go check him out. He has also a very cemented approach to his beat making, which I love. It's definitely dusty boom bap with mm-hmm. a lot of soul, a lot of funk. He de- definitely daring. At times, especially with his beat sets, which he did Yo. do out there, he he like really does go out, but it's still rooted in this in this essence of what hip hop is. Yo, is Kev he, is the king of the baseline, man. Yeah, the, the oh the for sure, he's he'll be yeah. gonna blow out your speakers for anyone who books him. <laughs> Get those speakers good. Put those word, bad word, down. Word. When Yo, you got to the damn. When you're thinking about your style, his style is such, and you guys not the first time you work together. Is there a time where it's like, man, we need to try new things? How do you challenge each other? Because Bozak challenged you guys because he that's what he does. He did that with Al Camino and everyone else he produced for. That's what it seems like that's what he does, and he kind of enjoys yeah. doing that. But you and Kev have so, so much synergy. Is there a pulling to keep doing that? Is there a pulling to like, how do we evolve as a production MC or creative team? Cause I find that as a struggle with like me and Calzingas and me and Sir Love, they're like, yo, we got to do something different. I'm bored. I'm going to need something man. else. Yo, it's all in like, it's all in the records, man. You know, we dig a lot and it's like, when you get something to flip, a record to flip or like you hear certain things, whatever, Man, it kind of like it kind of for it kind of forces you to like kind of change things up, or like maybe focus on this, or maybe focus on another rhyme scheme or something that you never did before. It's really in the records, man. It's really in, it's really in the ear, and it's really in the records. So that's like that's really what 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 the thing is, yo. Is is it's those two things? Yeah, I I I'm turning forty soon. And so I'm an old school hip hop listener. I love hip hop. Yeah. And you know, with anybody who has a relationship with hip hop, you love it and then you hate it at certain times. And I went through that. And you know, I'm back. Um, thankfully, I'm back. And now, I always thought I have an ear for things. So you know, I just bought my MK3. I got my Rockets. I'm ready to go. I'm ready. And then I'm over here like so super intimidated by learning all these things that I never knew before. How did you oh, jump man. into the production thing? Because everyone, everyone does it differently. What's your, like, your approach? How do you get into these beat-making uh, Yo, sessions? Dude, it's my, it's my ear. Like, I had a type of ear. Like, I don't really, like, I listen to hip-hop, but I listen to all kinds of music. I even used to have my own radio. I had a shout out to my boy Ace. We had a radio show. Like we just played new wave and punk. Like the past two years, like we have our own. Like it's just certain music I get into. Like I get into like a lot of psych rock, a lot of soul, a lot of boogie, like different records that all blends in for my like into my ears. And 
don't get me wrong, like, I don't sit around all day and, like, make a beat and stuff like that. Whatever comes to me and whatever, like, it could just be some drums and, like, some sounds. I might do a little couple of scratches to it, whatever. If it's dope, is if it's dope, it's dope. You just know what it, what it is when it. When, you just know what it is when it is. It's like the it's like the sounds, and my ear is just it's it's just, it's just to the left. It's kind of tilted to the left, like than other people. Everybody want to use the same sounds. I can't do that. Correct. I spent the whole year just chopping beats up because I don't need a machine for that. I just been chopping chopping sounds up and just putting them in categories so I could get ready for like. What kind, of, what kind of machine do you say you got? You got I got the MK3. The machine how, MK3. How is it? You like it? I like the workflow of it. It was between that or the MPC Live. I didn't want the MPC One. Um, I know that's the new one, but it was between those two. And I just went with the MK3 because I just found the workflow, which I felt was important to be. I understood it more. Yeah. Um, I'm also a righty, and I don't like that the pads for the MPC Live is on the on my left hand side. Oh yeah, and that made it. That was almost a single handed deal breaker for me. I like that the pads for when I do play is on my right hand because I don't like to lean over too much over. It's, it's, so my workflow was just better with the MK. Um, so but I like literally have for like a few days, and I'm like, this is intimidating shit. And another thing too that kind of helped me out with like. I guess even stepping into production, it's like I was cut. Like everybody I knew, we had we all had shitty equipment. We all had horrible equipment. Like the the dudes who taught me how to make beats, they were using like pause breaks. Yeah, and they was like pauses to put tape in, and like you know I was watching that and like two dual like um take tape decks. I was watching how they make beats, get a break beat and stuff like that. Like cutting everything up, and like they were going to do shows with. With like tapes that they just made, so these people taught me and watching them, you know, that kind of like made me like want to focus harder because they was working hard for this fucking beat. Yeah, Riz, was working hard RZA for this started shit. with tapes. RZA started with tapes. That's what he exactly. did. Yeah, yeah, you could tell. You could tell. You could tell. And you and yo, if you start with tapes, or if you crazy, start with bro. old, if you start with old shoddy equipment like an eight second sample and stuff like that, it's gonna show in your beats. Your beats, you're gonna be. I mean, like, it's like basically like you went through like some survival shit because like trying to yeah. make stuff on there was horrible, man. And that's one of the things I'm, I'm thinking about is that I have so much creative freedom with the MK that it's actually yeah. too much. And I actually am thinking about getting an older version or maybe an SP uh, 404 mm-hmm. just so I can have more limitations for I could really be more in tuned with the sample or what I could and can do. And yeah. And I think that's an interesting chat. I'm not there yet. Cause I can't buy two big things at the same time. You know, tax money is good with four <laughs> kids, but not that good. <laughs> Having four kids is great for tax season. Good time to release your vinyls during tax season too, for all those who want to release it like in the holidays. That's not a good strategy. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, true, true, indeed. <laughs> um, true indeed. You know, it's, it's, where is the next step for Jay Cyanide? We've had the actual heat that came out about 2017. Yeah, yo, a, that album, that was my baby. Yo, that album still selling, man. Like I had a hard time finding. I had to buy it from you from the show. Yeah, because you know it was it was kind of hard because the label I was on at the time 
you know, there was like a lot of things happened, so it was like hard, kind of hard for a lot of people. Please so be. I had, I shoot a lot of records out. Myself. There will be an episode about that after this one. It is coming. I had a, I did my research. It is coming. So don't, we'll update you on that. I'll take the L's, but no one else can take the L's. I'll take it for yeah, you. Yeah, but it's it's still selling. It was the um, I, like the the one hundred um highest ranking records on. Um, Discogs, the year it came out, like 2017, 2018, it was number, it was number four. It was right behind Jay-Z's, wow. um, what, what's Jay-Z's that one, that 4-1? Four, one, uh, was it 4-1-4? Four, four, one, four? Yeah. Yeah, it was right four, behind four, that one. Or 444? Yeah, 444. 444. You know, you know, we, we, yes. we know what you, it was right behind that, and that kind of shocked me, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, man. So it, it, it did great. It, it's, I really encourage people, if you're new to Jay Sci Night, to go check out the catalog if you're a hip hop fan, because I, I do believe that you're getting not only nimble, clever wordplay, but the production for me is the ear for that is, is, is captivating. And as a listener, what you want to do is really always make sure you're going back to listening, because a lot of people will rank things like, this is great, but really you're not going back to it. As often to make it great, it might be great the first time you had it, but is it great the yeah. second time, the third? Jay Sinai's catalog gets better as you listen. And I'm not saying that as hyperbole because he's here. I wouldn't own it and I wouldn't go out my way to go to his events if that wasn't the case. One of the tracks that is not on, I believe, none of your records that is one of my favorites is the joint you did with Future Wave. You can find that in oh, on, Mystery, um, Science? Mystery of Science. Um, and how did that happen? And are we going to get like something with you and future wave? Or is that just an appetizer or a one-time shot thing? Yeah, it was weird because like the future wave thing, he was, I met him through, um, when I was on a label, I met him through the dude who was running the label. He told me about this guy, like, yo, you got to check out this producer in Toronto. His name future wave. He got some dope shit. So, like, uh, me and Future Wave got in contact with each other, and we just started chopping it up, like, back and forth, like, online. And, um, so, I went up to, I went up to Toronto for a uh, record convention I was working at. I was working at a record convention. And he came by. He came through, he came through to the record convention. Yo, they picked me up, like, and we went to the studio, and we, and, like, he had sent me the beat already, so I already had something written to it. And so, it started from there. So, that first meeting, like that first day, that's the day I met Bozak for the first time, and I met Future Wave later on that day, and then I met every met everybody else. Everybody else came around. Like I met Daniel's son, A son. Um, I met um, I met the whole um Gold Era. Everybody. Like I met every everybody Shout out around fan. that time. Mercenary. You know what I'm saying? Mercen Merc came through. Everybody was everybody's there. So we recorded the joint. And like ever since then, yo, everybody been family. So I recorded that, and then I recorded my verse for um for Wave God. I, I yep. was on Wave God, yeah, with, with um Asun and Rek Ali and Flash's Clayton. That Future Waves uh, production uh, compilation yeah. project. Yeah, so we've been talking. We've been talking like you know back and forth. So we most definitely be working on some, like working on some new stuff coming up, yo. I can't, I can't, I can't really disclose it yet. We'll leave but it yo, there. Trust me, we get yo. Trust me, yo. That's that's my that's my bro right there, man. Future Wave, Future Wave, 
was like, yeah, I'm working on a bunch of these things. I'm like, yo, he works, yo, he always he's an workaholic. And truth be told, like when the Crush a Lot podcast compilation project comes out sometime in 2020, you bet it's going to be mixed and mastered by Future Wave, and that's already yo, set. Because yeah, that's he mastered, he problem mechanics. Yeah, he, he, he mastered that. Album yeah, too. he did, and um, he's very good at that so we need to like he's great with beats but man he has an ear for mixing and mastering these things to make it sound as good as possible like he really puts a lot of skill and and time into it so there was only one place to go for that so make sure you tune out for that because you know the quality is going to be high of course he's going to produce on it we're going to have daniel son on it we're going to have SD Nack and a you know I won't say any more stalker I won't say any more as all we'll say single <laughs> single coming soon and may, maybe if you come and check me out and uh, come come to the family affair show in Boston on March twenty first I'll I'll be there the what the fuck you mean podcast gonna be there with my man Money Miz and Luca Cage Brownback Money is gonna be there Daniel Son Future Wave Son Eastwood of course the cloth Riggs Mooch Mav Rob Gates, Rome Streets, Al Davino, Estinac. Um, man, I'm sure there's gonna be surprises yeah. everywhere. Um, man, if you go there, you, maybe you, maybe, maybe you might hear the single there. Maybe that was arranged. <laughs> I don't know. I heard a rumor. Perhaps. Who knows? But come check me out there. Um, and come check, check out the show. Uh, Jay, what do you have around the corner that you could speak of that is in the works that could, uh, you know, make 2020 even more exciting for me? And if I could put that tax money to the side and save it for the release. I am working on, but right now I'm working on my um, my next album. Um, it's called Eureka. So I'm working on that. I'm also working on the follow-up. Well, me and Bozak are getting back together, so we're trying to figure out the follow-up, the popular mechanics. And, yo, I got, you do, I got I got some surprises that's going to, like, I got a lot of shit that's popping up that's going to probably put me in another, it's another oh. step to put me in another another orbit right now, yo. You had so, me at Eureka and Popular Mechanics, too. Yeah, yo, those those are coming out. But let's make sure more let's, singles. let's make sure it's not like Liquid Swords too, and then it never comes out because that would just be hard. Oh nah, 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 nah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't do y'all like that. I can't do the, I can't do the people like that. I have a question though, What's just because everyone knows I'm a, I like to have a good time here. Your your beard, your pussy ticklers are fantastic. Well, you know what? How do you I'm maintain you, such a magnificent, majestic beard? Without it getting caught in your hoodie. Oh, it gets like, caught sometimes. Yo, I would say, what's the what's the best? Eggs. Use an egg, yo. Yo, 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 rub, yo, rub an egg in, in, in the beard and stuff. All eggs. through it. The yo, whole it, egg it, or just like the yolk? The yolk. Just, you know, just take the egg, like scrambling it up. Just rub it all in the beard. Yo, I'm going like, to go on Instagram Live. I'm going to put some egg on my face and I'm gonna give Jay Cyanide all the credit you heard it here Yo. that's how you keep those pussy ticklers in top notch condition folks yo it's got the omega 3's in it so it goes straight to the pores don't keep it on don't keep it on at all like keep it on for like 5-10 minutes and then like wash it out yeah I'm telling you man it, it, that it works <laughs> that's how you got the shine yo 
Krishna <laughs> Podcast, Jay Cyanide. If you have no idea who this guy is, do yourself a favor. Hit the links below. Go check out his stuff over at Bandcamp. There might be a few vinyls here and there. I think some and Fat Beats, maybe some on yeah. Bozak Morris. Big um, shout out to Fat Beats. Fat yeah. Beats carries all of, all my stuff. I sold out with Fat Beats like 15 times. They need to go to Yeah, but every time I go to just see what the what it looks like, I'm you know, considering how hard it was for me to get them, I'm surprised they were so accessible. But I'm particular. I like first run shit. I like I like my stuff to be first run stuff, so you know, I made sure I went and got that. But go hit the links below. And come check us out. Come check me out in March 21st, Family Affair. And uh, go follow Jay Sinai on his social media and all that good stuff. And I want to see the videos of you putting eggs on your pussy ticklers. I want to see that. Add us. We're going to make this work. <laughs> yeah, Jay Sinai. Pussy ticklers. Pussy ticklers. Keep the ladies happy. Crush a lot podcast. I'm Cheese. Peace. Peace.